0: Welcome to Food Hall, a refined conversation about unrefined food. So pull a chair up to the table and let us put a food in your
1: hole. <laughs> Hi, I'm Roger, your chef du jour.
2: Hi, I'm Brian, the crackerjack of cuisine.
1: And I'm your boulanger, Joey. Well, summer's not over yet, at least for our taste buds, because this week we're taking a dip into the newest selection from the Mountain Dew line, Mountain Dew Major Melon. Now, what we have here is the first permanent new addition to the Mountain Dew flavor family in 11 years. There have been some limited edition one-offs here and there, but the last permanent flavor was Mountain Dew Whiteout in 2010. So this Major Melon, it's really the new kid on the block. Which is fitting, in my opinion, because I felt a lot of mischievous, childlike energy from this soda. Almost a, a Bart Simpson-esque personality.
0: I just want to make sure that I, I've heard that correctly. This is a permanent, permanent brand.
1: The first permanent flavor edition in 11 years. That's very fitting for a lot of the
0: things that I, I, I've taken notes on, on what I wanted to talk, <laughs> talk about today. And that, that seems like a good
1: idea to me.
2: That's funny, because I think this is going to be our first conflict that might end our marriage. Uh, I think that's a huge mistake.
1: Huh. So let's get into it. Let's talk about Mountain Dew Major Melon.
0: talk about the artwork first yes yeah please like, like uh, so like roger said it, we have a, a little bit of a, a menacing El Barto vibe uh, <laughs> i'm looking at it we have thorned vines on the cans and the box art mm-hmm. uh, we have a melon with a war helmet on and instead of a playing card in his helmet he's got a slice of watermelon to indicate i guess that he is a watermelon in his platoon
1: <laughs> and surrounding him are slices of watermelon with big vicious mouths just full of fangs right. and snake-like tongues It it reminds me a lot of what the bad kid in your middle school might be drawing on the desk during class.
0: Yeah. This is very reminiscent of like candies from the 90s. I think this is definitely trying to be edgy, but 90s edgy.
1: Agreed. And it works, honestly. I saw it on the shelf and I was immediately drawn to it. It's so bright and it's much more aggressive than anything else you'll see in the soda aisle. Yeah. Yeah. When you drank it, did you drink it straight from the can? Did you pour it into a glass? Did you decant this Mountain Dew? Uh, Straight from the can,
0: because, you know, I'm I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of someone who might get this, which, uh, of course, we see that it's probably oriented towards children, primarily. And they're not going to take the time to go get an icy glass. So, you know, I want to experience it the way that it's intended.
1: So you didn't get to experience the full aesthetic color of the soda.
0: Uh, You know, know, uh, I backwash a little bit. And so on the on the rim (laughs) of the can, I was able to see that it is, in fact, pink. And I like I like that pink soda. That's cool.
1: Brian, did you drink straight from the can?
2: I drank straight from the can for most of it, but I did do temperature experiments where I Uh-oh. put it into other things, and I was floored by the beauty of the bright pink. I, I did it's enjoy a, that.
1: It's a pretty color. Yeah. It's maybe the prettiest soda I've ever seen. It's such a deep, rich pink. And it's very nice. Hey, if you like it so much, why don't you marry it? Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
0: sorry. I think the, the major melon's getting to me a little bit. <laughs> I don't drink Mountain Dew very much.
1: Should we dip into the taste? Yeah. Lead us in, Raj. Okay. Uh, While I did have concerns, before I opened the can, right along the bottom, I noticed that it says charged with watermelon. Now, in my opinion, watermelon might be the most tame, gentle fruit. It has
0: water in its name,
1: so I agree. Yeah, Uh the idea of charging something up with watermelon, it's ridiculous. It's not a powerful fruit. It's the honeydew of melons. (laughs) (laughs) But I took my first sip. And uh, the first note was just a a dominant sweetness, Mm -hmm. but I also felt a little bit of a grapefruit sting. Mm -hmm. There was a bitterness to the beginning. Right. Do you agree?
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. I I felt some sort of tanginess for sure, especially in the aftertaste, and I think I think you nailed it when you say grapefruit. is grapefruit. the way yeah. bitterness. Uh, you get a, a, a kind of a sweet pink starburst kind of flavor, but it's 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 soft. It's like a watered down, you know, it's watermelon. So it's what do you expect?
1: Yeah, that was my experience. So I had a grapefruit start, kind of a, a bitter bite to the beginning, but then a very watery kind of refreshing mm-hmm. finish. It's
2: funny because I had a, a very different experience. Really? I, hey, what the hell's wrong with your tongue? Hey, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so I tasted the watermelon. To me... The watermelon reminded me of watermelon gum, like watermelon uh, oh, definitely intensely sweet, almost sickly right. sweet. Now, I'll come back to that in a second because I think you're dead on with the grapefruit. I Like what I definitely was writing down was bitterness. There's, there's a bitterness there. And those two in conjunction made me think children's medicine yes mm. definitely it, it grossed
1: me out so much it has a chemical sweetness to it it tastes yeah, it doesn't taste like natural fruit it's more of a candy yeah. fruit flavor that exactly. can exactly often i feel like especially with red fruits or in this case mm. pink fruits can border on the medicinal
2: right when i drank it at first you get that sickly watermelon sweet that tastes like a candy not natural at all and then you get those traces of that grapefruit that gets stronger because it hangs on, whereas the sweetness goes away. And I felt like I was just duped by my parents to take my medicine. <laughs> Maybe that's
0: why I like it, and you don't like. it. Did you like medicine? Because I, I, I did. I, I very much enjoyed mm. children's medicine, uh, from from the Flintstone chill bowls to uh, any of the Robitussin. Uh, you know, I was, <laughs> when I was acting up as a kid, my parents would, you know, often just give me some to calm <laughs> me down. And um, as an adult, it's lingered, and I make flaming mows from mm-hmm. time to time, and I, I enjoy it. it it's, it's softer. It reminds me like home. And mm-hmm. so I'll take that chemical taste because it feels like home.
2: <laughs> the more I drank of this drink, not to be totally opposed to you, Joey, um, the grosser I felt. I did not finish my can. I didn't even finish half my can. And I love soda. It started to actually make me feel sick. Okay,
0: so, so I'm going to be honest with you. This is not my favorite soda, but I'm trying to approach this as a neutral party. And I think that it made me question why is watermelon not part of the normally accepted soda rotation. But what this has to offer, I see this is definitely fit for competing with that of a, a modern Fanta or a Cactus Cooler. And why not melon? Uh, again, I think that there's, I think there's someone out there that, and I dare posit, does not even know that this soda is there for them.
1: Should we talk about texture?
2: Yeah, definitely. What I found when I did my temperature experiments was a texture issue and a flavor issue. Oh. I started my drinking with it cold. I was Mm -hmm. underwhelmed by the amount of carbonation. Me too. I don't know if I was expecting more because it's Mountain Dew when it's charged and it's going to kick me in the teeth, (laughs) but... It was
1: a very lightly carbonated soda. I had the same experience. Very lightly carbonated.
0: I felt personally that the carbonation, when it hits your tongue immediately, feels it feels like it's there. But it seems to subside immediately. And I'm not a soda chugger personally, but if you are, you would likely miss it. Because anyone who wants to give time and space to let the pop ruminate, I think you'll find that it falls flat immediately.
2: Um, I heated it up too.
1: Oh, you heated it up? Yeah. You put the kettle on, huh?
2: And uh, so it was boiling, and at that perfect carbonation,
1: really double at bubbles. A boil.
2: I don't know why, but it was it was exactly what I wanted—a good little bite, a good longevity—and um, it Ooh. wasn't just the bubbling heat, but it was it was much more enjoyable texture wise
1: so you, at a higher temperature. You recommend this heated like a a wintertime treat.
0: That's going to be my overall recommendation. That's a wild a wild choice to do. I have never thought I feel like you've unlocked Narnia or Daddy's Dirty Secret by <laughs> boiling <Yeah>. a soda.
2: <laughs> Don't tell Daddy.
1: And I won't. I'm not sure when you would drink a soda this sweet. This would not benefit any meal. This would only compete with any flavor I can imagine
0: counterpoint imagine this you know we're going to a pool party and you see an ice chest full of these things just sitting there on the table would would you grab one in the summertime oh. at a pool party
1: so it's a slow sipper that i'm supposed slow to si- sip okay all right i could see that it's a young man's lacroix it's a <laughs> young <laughs> okay. man's lacroix okay in that context i can see value in this i think you've changed my mind
2: what i think i would if if there was any time where i was like maybe maybe this drink has a future is going back to what I was saying, at, at a hot temperature, at a boil, <laughs> what, what I found it was that the sweetness subsides a bit. What's more present is a, a tartness, which I think is, is genuinely pretty pleasant. And I was trying to think as to what would round it out. And maybe if you made it some kind of cream drink, there was like a heated cream in it
1: too. Christmas treat at Brown's. house. Yeah, exactly. House. You
2: you you basically were saying it right. Like it is, has a holiday feel, and I don't know if it's necessarily
1: Christmas. It's difficult. It's difficult because watermelon is associated with summer. That's a summertime flavor, yes. and a hot creamy drink is definitely a winter fall flavor. So
2: right. you're gonna have to change things. I'm trying to upend society. That's what I'm right. looking for. <laughs> yeah.
1: Have to break some rules on this mm-hmm. one that's interesting
0: because i'm saying it's you know i think roger as well that it's a it's a summertime traditionally treat and you're thinking that it's a wintertime treat so maybe we all agree that it's an all-year-long treat yeah. which is
1: why it's a permanent new addition <laughs> to the non flavor family yeah. it all makes sense i think it is okay. pretty wild that of all the flavors they've tried over the last 10 years this is the mm-hmm. one they were like we're gonna keep this one forever yeah. I will
0: be fair, though. I think I've been supporting this. I uh, know I'll make it very clear that this is not my favorite soda. <laughs> I think it's a Disneyland caricature of a watermelon. Uh, and I, and, I, and that's not bad. But if you visit Disneyland every day, it's going to lose its charm. So This
1: is a once-a-year soda.
0: Once-a-year yeah. soda. Just like it's an yeah. eggnog. Maybe maybe boil it. Maybe that's the, that's the key. <laughs> Drink it in December, and that's it. <laughs> that's the
1: thing. Well, should we wrap it up with some final thoughts?
0: Um, I mean... Mountain Dew, I get it. Uh, you did what you do best. It's it's a little sugary. It's a little thicker than Sprite, and it has just a watermelon flavor with a little bit extra. But you know what? It's not my cup of Dew personally. But it's definitely <laughs> somebody's. And and I think if the glass shoe fits, I would make that person my wife. And in fact, it reminds me of my second kiss in my life. So, so uh, shout out to Juliet in Malibu. <laughs> I'm single. If you're still there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Real quick to uh, piggyback off of Joey, I-, I would believe that this is a cup of Duke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dang. Okay. Well, for me, I appreciate how much Mountain Dew is uh, is breaking the rules on this one. But that being said, I don't think this is necessarily a drink to consume, and uh, maybe just more one to watch. <laughs> to watch. One from to a uh, keep your eye on. <laughs> that is such a weird recommendation. <laughs> If you like what we're doing, uh, subscribe to us on whatever platform you use and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts.
0: Shoot us an email at foodholepodcast at gmail.com so we can hear about your reviews if you try these uh, Delectable Delights
2: uh, at home. Follow us at Instagram at foodholepodcasts.
1: And thank you to Dion K for the music in today's episode. If you'd like to find out more about his work, We put a link in the episode description.
0: Hey, you know what? Listeners, you're my soup du jour.
1: Oh, that's very nice. Until next time, we'll save you a seat at the table. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye.